Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome once again to Worlds Collide with myself, Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube and the podcast, as well as... Uh, who am I? I'm, I'm confused right now. I'm Tony Vela with WrestlingTradingCards.com and WrestlingTradingCards.com, and I'm also part of WrestlingTradingCards.com. Oh, and Worlds Collide. Tony Vela, the only guy that pays for barcodes. <laughs> That's a, it's going to be an inside joke now, isn't it? It is. Well, today we've got, I'm back with another episode Uh this, you know, we're starting to get these formats where people are really starting to pick up on, you know, they like this, they don't like that. And we got a lot of good feedback on our Brutus the Barber Beefcake episode. Did we? We did. Yes. People, Excellent. people, people like taking a trip back to memory lane and also just hearing about the cards that he had that maybe they didn't know about. And as everyone knows, that's what we're here for. All about education and perspective. Today's episode is about Drew McIntyre. That's right. We're talking about a modern WWE star, which is 100%, actually 110% up Tony's alley. What? That's really not <laughs> up my alley. That's not 110%. Now that's, you're why just... I, that's why I said that. Yeah, you're feeding into people, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still learning. I mean, you, I think you know more than I do when it comes to modern stuff. Uh, I'm just kind of learning. I mean, I know the product a little bit. Right, here, sure. Every, dirt sheets and social media makes it easy to follow stuff. But, you know, as far as the card and the hobby market itself, I'm still kind of learning because I've, you know, I've recently jumped back into it in the last year or so. And, uh, you know, you've spoke in the past on episodes about how you're able to keep up with wrestling through social media and through highlights and yes i think if a lot of people would just take that approach to it they would kind of open themselves up to knowing a lot more about wrestling and having a lot more fun because i'm, I'm with you i don't have a problem sitting down and watching a three-hour pay-per-view if it's something that i want to watch but i mean let's face it life gets in the way we're not going to sit and watch a three-hour episode of raw sure. so i'm with you like i will catch up social media posts or go back and watch highlights on youtube or whatever and that's honestly how i know a lot of the things i know so Same. just just yeah i mean that's just a perspective that i think people could you know understand so, that, social media allows me to just kind of get the cliff note versions of everything i need to know uh right. of what's going on in wrestling for the most part like i i'm not gonna you know be able to comment on like someone's outfit or uh you know highlight all their matches from the last you know year and like sure this is just being rehashed from like when naomi was wrestling such and such a year and a half ago like i i don't know that stuff so uh you know i i get winners and losers and people's opinions on where storylines are going and see who hates what because social media gives a voice to everybody so right yep so the highlights are feeding the fuel to for today's topic drew mcintyre according to trading card database has approximately 516 cards which you wouldn't think if you stop and thought of say drew mcintyre 516 cards that's a lot that seems like a lot of cards but i I guess when you start counting parallels and things like that yes that that, that makes sense and you have to realize that believe it or not he's actually been in the wwe now for 10 to 11 plus years like stop and think like put on yeah it's 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 hard to believe that so we're going to start off with the rookie card the first card tony what is your pick for his 
Me, I'm going probably 2010 tops WWE, uh, you know, card number 37. I think I wrote yep. that down on my notes That's, like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the tops, you know, platinum number 81. Um, and he has two slam attacks in that year, uh, slam yes. attack cards in that year as well. Um, yeah, and that's that's probably that's when he was like the chosen one, wasn't it? Yeah, he was just totally different look. I mean, very clean cut yes. and long straight hair. And um, I, I trust me, my hat's off to the guy. Uh, I mean, that guy's come around like he's lived up to the moniker of what he was back then. You know, the chosen one, supposed to be a main eventer kind of guy. Yeah, he and looks never, like a main eventer now. Now he does. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he bulked up a bit more, obviously uh the, the the beard makes him more manly <laughs> yep. and uh i i you know i like his character now as opposed to then so I, i'm not somebody that i would have in my pc uh if i was collecting but um you know I, I, those are my cards i from my my homework and looking at stuff and doing all the checklists and stuff uh that i see would probably be his key cards for me same uh i actually picked the 2010 tops that you picked i would prefer it in a parallel because that's how i roll but that flagship 2010 tops um platinum is a nice choice though i think that's kind of an underrated set i don't know the values on them but just from an aesthetic standpoint i think the platinum sets the platinum cards are really it's, cool it's a pretty looking card yeah. it's uh, i like that i like that card stock yes and i believe they had they did have parallels to that in that set yeah mm-hmm. so. and then of course the slam attacks you mentioned i do have one of those so talk about stuff that's not actually in our pc I have one. I'm going to get it graded at some point because I think it could get an okay grade, but I just kind of ran across it in one of those random lots that I bought. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is his first card. And then I started yeah. doing research on it and sure enough. So I think we're out of consensus with the flagship tops, tops, platinum and the slam attacks. Cause I can't think of anything earlier than that. When I went to try to do some homework about this topic, I just like, I can't see anything old in 2010. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Does he have an FCW card? I kept wanting to think he did. No, and I, yeah, I wanted because I don't think that I think the first year of FCW was 2010, though. I honestly can't remember. I don't. I, think I, older, I, I thought he one. had. I thought he had one too, but then I start. I, I thought I did some research, couldn't find it, and then I thought, man, I thought I saw maybe another card of his in an indie set prior to that, but I couldn't yeah. find anything. Yeah, I couldn't and, either. So, all right, moving on to favorite card, uh, Tony. I'll let you start with that as well uh transcendent 2020 man i think it's a yep. I, again because i don't like his old gimmick and the way he you know that that whole chosen one look with the clean shaven look and the long straight hair and stuff uh, i just wasn't a big fan of that look uh so when he came back and you know to me i think he kind of he kind of carried the pandemic era really yeah that's and, a good call and i think um uh you know, that look of his is a you know, more rugged, you know, more mm-hmm. manly man kind of look, I guess. And uh, so his 2020 transcendent when I was looking for you know, some cool looking cards of his. So I, had, I love that, uh, that, that style, the, you know, uh, especially his autograph card. I love his autograph card from that set. It's probably my favorite thing from that set is the autograph card because he's got a scribble about his name where it's like just legible enough, but almost like kind of doctorish. It's very looking. professional looking. Yeah. Yes. It's not just some like little, you know, line or like, you know, an SB for Sasha Banks kind of thing. I mean, um, and the same thing with his undisputed auto. His undisputed auto is just very clean. It's a good looking card. I love, I love this, the, the card stock of undisputed as it is. Yeah. So it's probably one of my favorite card uh, sets anyways, that and Chrome. Um, and I, just, I think it's like a neat looking card. I love it. 
I'm with you on the signature and we talk about that a lot, you know, um, just having, I think a lot of times, even if you're not a fan of this, sometimes you may want a card based on how cool it looks as an S, you know, with the signature and the aesthetic of the card itself. And for me, that's the 2020 tops Chrome. It's just what you said. It's his, he's got that rugged look. He looks like a wrestler. He looks like a star. He's got that awesome signature and everybody knows I like Chrome. I like the shiny stuff. And the, all the, all the 2020 tops Chrome autos that he had in all the parallels, those are my favorite cards. So, yeah, I just, um, it's, it's not the best looking signature by, you know, no, I, yeah, sure. I, but, I don't even know if I put it in the top 10, really, to be honest with you, as far as like, someone actually recently tweeted something like that, I think about what do you think are your top five cleanest looking signatures out there? I think like beefcake was in there or something like that. And, um, but it's a nice signature. It's, it's just it's just different than when you see the you know, the RR, the SR, the you know that kind of stuff. I just I think it's a nice looking card, and it's you know like you said, uh, he looks like a well, tough wrestler. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The, back to the autographs for a second. It stands out because look at what we deal with, just as you said, with all the modern wrestlers. Yep. Nobody wants to take time to sign, which I understand, you know, Tops is sending them a box of a thousand cards, you know, different parallels and stickers and whatever and saying, Hey, sure. we need these back in an hour. Of course, they're just going to, you know, do the line. We saw uh, recently with Connor McGregor, they, they put a stack of posters in front of him and he was standing there and he was just like, you know, next, yep. next, yep. next is like whipping them out. So from a talent perspective, I totally get that. But man, if you got the time to sit there and sign a nice autograph, I mean, look at those dusty roads autos from I was just going to mention that. Yep. Yep. I, you, you always know when he was early in the signing because you get a full name, but then towards the end, it's like just all this DR, DR, right. DR. And sometimes not even that, just like a scribble. Like yeah. <laughs> so not to get too far off topic, but yeah, definitely. I think we're both sticklers for the autographs. Um, yeah. Worst card. I'm going to kick this off and say anything pre-2017, and it goes back to the common theme that we've been talking about so far, and that's his appearance and his look and his gimmick. It just wasn't there for me. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I, anything for me, I don't care for anything from his 2010-11s stuff. That baby face look just, uh, it just kills me. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but for me, I, I'm not a big fan of the 2019 Money in the Bank auto card. It's just, uh, he, he's reaching for a briefcase. Um, I don't know. I don't like the design. I don't like the color scheme. I don't like, it's, just, it doesn't, it's not a pleasing to me for my, eye, for my eyes. I just don't really care for it. Do you think that's something with the design of the set or is it the image both? I think it's common, a little column A, a little column B, uh, mostly column A of, of the, the set itself. I think the whole set itself is probably not that appealing. I don't think it's I've, that great of a looking card set. I've noticed a lot of the money in the bank cards other than like, you know, the high-end females from that time. Um, they don't, don't sell as well. I guess it's just the design of the card. People are, are like you. They're just not digging it. And that, is it, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that a, like a lesser cardstock too. Yeah, it's more like a flagship kind of, you know, like the uh, Road to WrestleMania or something like that. It's yeah, just it's like kind of flimsy. Yeah. You All know, right. I, I'm not a fan of it. 
Uh, cards to invest in. I will start off with this, I guess, too. The 2010 rookie that we mentioned. Another thing you can look at from that same year is his first auto. Now, I know we don't like the look of his gimmick, his um, clean-cut baby face, pretty boy look. Sure. And he wasn't, he wasn't jacked up. But I still think having an autograph as a first autograph could be something important to hold down the road. Sure. Um, 2014 tops Chrome Refractors and Parallels because, as we've talked about before, it's his first year of Chrome that I believe. And then, of course, any kind of n low number parallels of autographs or obviously a super fractor, if you can find one, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Anything 2010 for me you know, would be considered his rookie or first appearance stuff. Um, and anything Chrome, finest, undisputed, all that stuff. Anything that's going to be numbered for that, that's, that first year, autograph-wise, unautographed parallels, as long as it's numbered, I don't care how limited it is, as long as it's got a number on it um you can't go wrong with those things especially yep. if, if something happens big with this guy maybe he even continues to keep going even to bigger things i don't know we don't know i don't know what their goal is for him to to push him like i said i, I think he carried uh a, a big chunk of the pandemic era um uh, what they call it the, the thunderdome era yep um so i think he has uh my, my hats off to him for that i think he did it very well from everything i've seen and read and and um so, I mean, you go after his early stuff, like anybody else, really, you kind of go after their rookie stuff, but anything, anything by him that's numbered early years is good for me. And I'm kind of putting you on the spot here and putting myself on the spot too, because I just thought of a good question as you're talking about that. And since we're talking about investment, do you think him as a talent uh, going forward, do you think he has the potential, I'm not going to say he's going to be the rock, but, you know, one of those upper echelon stars that everybody, that he becomes a household name in wrestling? Kind of the, some of that. I mean, I think he has all the elements of a look of a wrestler. He looks rugged. He he's a you know got a good look to him. Uh, you know, I don't really. I only have a little bit of experience listening to him on the microphone, so I'm not sure. Is he good on the mic? Have you heard him? Yeah, he's okay. He's got the accent though, so I don't so, know if that kills it for people or not. It does. I mean, I uh, I think it does for some people. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it all depends, like everybody else, is how well they written. You know, what yeah. kind of programs you're going to put him in. Um, do they plan on taking him and, and crossing him over in a, into mainstream stuff? Not to say wrestling is not mainstream, but to put him in movies yeah. or TV shows like that. Um, that just seems to be the thing that needs to happen with some of these wrestlers. I think they all want to be that way. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, Triple H has been in movies like that. I mean, it doesn't, hasn't worked out well for him in that sense. Uh, you know, they put Miz in movies. Randy Orton's been in movies. Ted DiBiase Jr. has been in movies. Um, it all depends on you know, how they take advantage of other opportunities that puts them in more mainstream stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, and of course, uh, booking has to do a lot of that because do you remember a couple years ago when everybody was like, please stop spoon feeding us Roman Reigns. And of course. Went, and now look at him. Everybody loves him because they just changed the book. So for me, I mean, I mean, pairing him up with Heyman didn't, didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just like his look, he comes out and he just looks like a, he looks like a killer. You know? Oh yeah, he's a total badass now. And so I like with with McIntyre, I think he's right in the middle. I think he could really go either way. Uh, like it's. I, I don't think I don't. I'd like to think he hasn't hit his peak yet. Um, but you know, this is also someone that I think the majority of people, almost everybody, probably wrote him off after you know three yes. and B. Yeah, that's and a great just, point. And uh, now he came back, and here he is. It's like 
wow, you're going to put the title on this guy. This guy's going to carry the strap. And, and, and he did. And I think he did a pretty decent job with it, considering all the you know things that were against the company and wrestling yep. as a whole. They did a pretty decent job with that. So who's, the, who's to say that they don't put it on him again in front of a live audience now and see how he can translate that into sales and popularity? Or potentially in, you know, down the road, because we're starting to see wrestlers wrestle into, you know, their forties and fifties and sixties sometimes, as opposed to like, it seemed like in the nineties where if you were in your thirties, you were considered, you know, washed up. So it's a different era. Uh, It opens up a lot of doors for the futures, but speaking of opening up doors, next is the card that you would create. If you could create one for Drew McIntyre and I'll let you take it. Oh, you'll let me take it, huh? I see what you want to do here. I see what you want to do here. You want to be the main event. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, for me, because we talked about it, we were looking for, you know, researching him to see, does he have an FCW card? If I could do like a fantasy booking on a card uh, for him, I would have made an FCW card of his. Um, maybe like even kicked it off. I think he, I think he might've been in FCW the year before they actually made cards. That's in 09. And yeah, that, that I, whole time period for me is very fuzzy between when it was like FCW and then NXT and who had cards and what. And yeah, NXT didn't come for, for, for years later yeah. than that. Um, but uh, FCW stuff, like it would have been cool if he would have been part of like, I, I would have made a, 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 an FCW card series that contained the class of everybody in the company and that promotion at the time for him. And he was part of that. Um, because I did do some, uh, you know, a Google search on him a little bit to get some history on him and uh, did check out Wikipedia and he was an FCW for, uh, before he got called to the main roster. So a whole autograph series would have been kind of cool. So anything that predates, uh, um, you know, the series of FCW or, or you know, his call up in 2010, it would have been a cool way to kick the series off and it could have been something that probably would have taken off. Can you imagine if we had an FCW series that had like an autograph series back then when we had a, you know, a, a you know, uh, Bray Wyatt back in the day, it's like that, or Roman yeah. Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. I mean, those cards, I mean, people get them signed now after the fact, they're regular base cards, whatever, and get them signed, and they go for high, high big dollars now. Can you imagine if they actually produced their own autograph series back then for that stuff? That stuff would be going for mad money. I think it would have been cool even if they went the sticker auto route. It would, it would have still been okay. Either way, but yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, they could have just taken the base cards and just put the sticker across the bottom. Like that yeah. still would have been cool. Yeah. It just says, you know, authentic autograph on it or something yeah. like that, you know, or something. Well, that, 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 that's also, you know, um, right it's around like that fantasy. time. Yeah. Right <laughs> around that time period, you know, I'm pretty sure that, that, you know, FCW was not trying to consider marketing trading cards. You know, we tops barely does it now. But. Sure. I mean, well, I mean, it was a local thing and it wasn't done till the year late a uh, year later for 2010, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I, I did interview Heath Slater and we talked about that and the idea came up about him. And I think he said, I, I want to say Zach Ryder, maybe I'm not sure. I think it was Zach. And they're like, Oh, trading cards. Cause they're both into collecting They're collectors yeah. like that. And I think that even Heath mentioned in that interview I had with him that uh, they even built the concession stand to sell merch. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. And uh, they were so excited about having trading cards as part of their promotions. Like that. we love trading cards. I collect cards too, man. I love it. Yep. So when you, when you tap into talent that actually has um, a desire and a love of the hobbies like that, I'm like, y'all help you. I'll help you do it. <laughs> it's like, that's so cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
my pick, if I could create something, is a complete rare one-off that maybe some people don't even know existed. The promotion ICW featured Drew McIntyre in a barbed wire match against Jack Jester, and it was like a one-time thing. And I believe, if I remember right, he was already signed to go back to WWE at the time the match took place. So if you watch the match, he's not bleeding. He doesn't take any like crazy bumps or anything because he's already signed with WWE at the time and he's just doing this as a one-off. But if I could take like a snippet of that barbed wire and put it in a <laughs> relic card, that would have been fantastic. Has there ever been a, a barbed wire card? Not that I'm aware of, but I don't know that why. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. With, with the popularity of death matches coming back again. I know. I mean, that's that's some card companies got to do that because that's just a, yeah. that's an awesome thing. I think yeah. it's so cool. And you could you could make it safe to where you could even just include the non-barbed piece of the wire. Yeah, the if non, you want, yeah. it's just a piece yeah. of wiring. It's like that, really. I mean, yeah, yeah. that would I be mean, great. You, you, you encase it anyway, so it's not going to really touch you. I mean, but I mean, they've done trash cans. I mean, Fleer had some great stuff when they did. Theirs were the best. Day. I actually just yeah. bought one. I bought a. Uh, uh, completely off topic i bought the combo relic with the rock and mankind the two yes. yeah I've, i found that the other day for like 20 bucks so. i'm still trying to hunt down I, I there's so much stuff i regret getting rid of when i had so much cool stuff back in the day like i'm now going after that kurt angle ribbon card yeah that's a good one yeah. and the so milk I, carton of and course the milk carton card too as well yeah, yeah. but well I, I love the i love the fantasy booking of cards because there's so much it's always kind of revolves around signatures and or relics, relics. of some kind mm -hmm. but the relics are kind of cool as long as to me as long as they're not ring mat i mean i mean there's so much of that stuff out there but right. being different you're right yeah some company needs to hire us and be like what would you hmm. guys like to see in relics what do collectors want but i'm sure there's uh some there's some legal crap in there that's uh i'm oh, sure, I'm sure. Part of the reason yeah. why so that's why we do the, that's why we do the show to just have that's fun with these things so that's pretty much it uh you know i think i think there's some cool cards of drew mcintyre's out there i think they've got a decent future i can't really decide one way or another because you know you see major talent main event wwe one day the next day they're in nxt and they're even bigger or the next day they are i mean not nxt excuse me aew yeah and they're even bigger or the next day they're completely out of the business so I mean, I, what ha what happens? What do you think if like WWE uh, took Drew McIntyre and like just like all of a sudden this, his contract goes up and they let him go and then he showed up in AEW or something like that? Do you think that would hurt or help his value? I think I don't know. I mean, I think if they just let him do whatever he wants, I think it could be good. It seems to be the status quo that if you know they just kind of let people start doing their own creative, it's amazing like how good they are. <laughs> It sounds very ECW-ish in that sort yeah. of thing where yeah. people get a little, a lot more creative freedom over there than yeah. in WWE, obviously. Yep. Hmm. So closing out, um, I want to take one second to talk about the WTC YouTube channel. Make sure that you uh -oh. promote that. Um, you talked about Heath Slater's interview. Just let everybody know what they can find on the WTC YouTube page if they haven't checked it out yet. There's a lot of cool stuff on there, I think. Uh, you know, trying to always interview some new people, uh, try to get uh, some talent on there, talk about their cards. You know, Heath was the first guy. And it, he was such an awesome first guest to ever have. You and, could just uh, hear the passion him talking. Oh, he, I mean, just he loved, he loves cards. And yeah. he loved collecting cards so that him becoming a wrestler and then seeing his first wrestling card and his mom collecting cards for him, <laughs> like that was great. And then, 
Then you go the opposite route and you get a guy who collects a lot of different stuff and have Raven on. So and I love that guy, but uh, he, he's a, uh, he's an acquired taste. <laughs> and then, then you get, uh, you know, uh, Brian Clark, who was amazing and uh, wanted to talk about more stuff than just talk about wrestling cards or, or collecting. And uh, I love that guy. I think he's a very entertaining guy. I think he's a um, very smart guy. And I, I love seeing that he's uh, still doing well with all his merchandising and being creative and stuff. So, I, mean, I hope to get more talent on there, but it's not just about interviewing talent. You know, I do what you do, man. I mean, I, I think we go out there and try to educate people yep. um, and share knowledge. Um, and uh, I don't mind being corrected if I'm wrong about something because sure. that's how I learn. Um, and then uh, just making sure we get the information out to people. And, you know, when you and I first, we've talked about it before, when you and I first started doing stuff like this before you and I joined forces, you know, we were the only two guys really doing exclusively wrestling stuff. At that time, yes. At that time. And, and and even uh, I think you were you were dabbling in other sports too for a while because I would see like you know some uh, basketball stuff like that. Sure. But you were, you were predominantly just doing wrestling stuff and trying to push wrestling out to the market. So, and I, I stumbled across your page because I started doing my page, <laughs> and then uh, that's kind of where it went from there. But yeah, the YouTube stuff. I mean, new stuff comes out every Monday, 8 a.m. every Monday. I try to get stuff out there. I mean, uh, right now I've been doing it pretty consistent. So. Um, hopefully start getting some of those uh, storage unit vines. <laughs> oh, that's going to be great. Hopefully. And let everybody else know where they can find you if they don't already know. Everything, com. I, I try to put it all under one house. So if you want to know uh, how to get a hold of me through Twitter, which seems to be like the place to go to, by the way. Yeah, for, it for seems wrestling. like it. And, and I'll tell you right now on, on Twitter, uh, our, our, our account's coming up on almost a thousand followers. And as soon as that WTC hits a thousand followers, I do have one factory sealed uh, Impact Series One box, uh, you know, set uh, to give away to one lucky person once we hit a thousand. I've already picked a number. I took a picture of it on the post-it note next to the date on my laptop. <laughs> so um, I have the number. I can tell you right now, no one's hit that number yet. So yeah, guys, make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube channel and check out the WTC Twitter accounts. Subscribe, follow, share all that information for WTC. And if you want to check out my information at Zan Morning on social platforms, MySpace included, and probably by Carrier Pigeon, if you want to write that on there, I'm sure the pigeon would take it back and forth. I saw that uh, yeah. flying over the head, over here. Yeah, yeah. It, it took a quick left. because uh, It's probably too hot the there. Can't yeah. stand the heat. <laughs> yeah. Can't stand the heat, get out. And that's what it did. Um, you can also check out my content, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube, Wrestling With Cards, the podcast, of course, here. I've been on the WTC show a couple times, and uh, keep your eyes and ears open. You might start seeing me and Tony pop up on other platforms here and there to just keep, you know, pumping wrestling cards and having fun. Anything yep. else you got, Tony? Nope, nope. Um, well, you know, for WTC, by the way, just um, a lot of checklists have been put up, um, putting up more almost daily, it seems like. But I really hope that anybody who listens to this and eventually even sees this, uh, that they check it out. Uh, if you find errors, you think something's missing, you have images. I'm uh, getting ready now to start accepting people's images, especially one of ones, uh, low good. numbered stuff, anything that anybody has that just would like to have put on the site so people can see what it looks like. So they know, hey, here's a one of one of like the, the, the China cut signature card. You know, I, I have the image for it front and back. But, you know, someone might not didn't know it existed or has never seen it before. It'll be on the checklist. I can see it. 
It's just there to show somebody what a card looks like. Right. And it could be an extra form of authenticity, especially if PSA is using your website Absolutely. and they, they want to grade something, a one of one or something rare somebody sends in, they can just look at your site and be like, okay, it's legit. It's, it just benefits the, the community and the yep. market and it, and it helps people out. And so uh, use the contact us form on, on the site, uh, send us all your complaints, your comments, your praises, your whatever you want. And uh, let us, uh, let us know what you have and we can uh, work out getting those images from you. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this show on all popular podcast platforms. Share it with a friend, share it with a wrestling fan. Let's get this community even bigger and better than it already is, which is kind of hard to top as being better than it already is because it's already really good, but we could definitely make it bigger and just get more people into collecting wrestling. Yep. (laughs) Let's get wrestling cards to the mainstream. Until next time, keep collecting and having fun, and we'll see you guys next time. Out.